Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Brian, how's that Star Wars? But don't spoil anything. <laughs> oh my god, just go and witness and... Uh, yes. Oh my god, he said witness. Brian, is this Star Wars like the new Empire? It, in regards to in awesomeness or just in awesomeness, I think so. Okay. Good. That's good to hear. Okay. Jar Jar's not in it, is he? Don't no. spoil it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. It could be a big, a big shocker surprise. He was Snoke the whole time. My God. <laughs> and now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay, 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour, episode 107, Rangers Review Power Rangers Ninja Steel Holiday Episodes, recorded on December 14th, 2017. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. So I'm a Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as Truckee B47. I'm Brian, also known as Collector Shuki. And I'm Derek. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph. There are over 150,000 tiles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey, guys. What's up? (laughs) Brian's just coming (laughs) off from Star Wars, and we're here to talk about Ninja Steel, so... (laughs) Yeah, way to be a buzzkill. (laughs) (laughs) So... I know, Power Rangers is never going to compare to Star Wars, but whatever. But kind of Star Wars, Power Rangers related, Disney bought Fox. And... Yay! <laughs> yeah! Question mark? <laughs> and now, because the first two Power Ranger movies were licensed to Fox, and now, oddly, Disney has Power Rangers again in their catalog. <laughs> It's two full circles. (laughs) And I found out today that Fox had a partial stake in Boom Studios comics. Really? So now Disney owns that share as well. So now you got the Power Ranger comics and the first two original movies, and now Disney's somehow back involved. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm not expecting anything huge to come from that. It's just mind-boggling how much of a giant Disney has become. Uh Yeah. (laughs) A little bit scary. Just just a little bit. (laughs) They were already a giant. Disney's basically like a cotton Amari just keeps going and picking everything else <laughs> up as it goes. I swear I wouldn't be surprised if they announced their own ISP service at this point. Like, <laughs> God. They're going to have their own streaming service, so I mean, they're already going that direction, I guess. <laughs> but apparently Fox had a stake in Hulu as well, and I love Hulu. Like, that's how I catch up on TV shows, and they got some neat exclusives. So, it's like, why even do your own streaming service service just boost up hulu you know yeah it is it's really weird and i mean because and i feel like there's a lot of negative blowback to the disney streaming service anyway because we're sort of i feel like that that streaming bubble is kind of on the verge of popping and people are getting that so right. 
I mean, I wonder if, if they're just going to change their plan now because they couldn't have known for sure that this mm-hmm. was going to go through back when they made that decision, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I know is, like, the next year is just going to be very interesting in terms of all this stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Also, Legacy Wars adds a current season. They yeah. added Preston Tien, <laughs> the Blue Ninja Steel Ranger, in their latest update. I can try to play again and completely suck at this game. <laughs> <laughs> I saw like the little 3D model of him, and it yeah. looked like he was holding like a top hat, pulling out like those um, like magician scarves. Yeah, is that going to be like a special ability that he has or something? I think that might just be like his ending. I won. Here's oh. a magic thing. Gotcha. But his moves are from the show. Like one of the moves in his skill set is that fist dragon fire thing. Oh, right. So that's actually in the game, but it looks like it's directly from the show because he just stands there and holds out his hand like he does in the Mm -hmm. show and that fire dragon wraps around his arm and blows at the enemy. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I never got into Legacy Wars, but it's mm-hmm. been really fun just, like, seeing all the different rangers that they've selected for it and all the designs and everything. I love how much thought has been put into it. Yeah, they're really paying attention to all the details and getting all the little character details right, like, in their move sets and you know, naming the move sets because each move has a different name. And they've done some really punny ones and ones that are tied to the show's mythology they're doing a really good job cool between them enway and boom studios they're doing the good work of power rangers (laughs) (laughs) i just wish that they would add other seasons like lightspeed rescue there's no lightspeed rescue rangers in it at all no really weird they don't they don't even have the titanium ranger that's surprising yeah so i hope they add it because in related news some podcast news for the show we are going to be interviewing sean cw johnson that's awesome is this the first time interviewing him for this show yes sweet (laughs) oh that's exciting yeah this was totally out of the blue he actually dm'd my personal account because he found out that i was the one that did the 136 hero shirt because he saw someone wearing it at a convention and he's like hey where'd you get that (laughs) that's so cool (laughs) and he did like a google search and he found out that i did it and he DM'd me on Twitter. He's like, hey, are you the designer of this shirt? And I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And because Power Rangers LLC took it down or Saban Brands or whatever, mm-hmm. I got a takedown notice from T Public. So I had to tell him, well, you can't really buy it right now. But I told him I was going to update it anyway because I want to add Ninja Steel. And, you know, do an update on it. And he said, cool, well, whenever you have it done, let me know. And I was like, by the way, I've got this podcast. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know who you are. And I'm like, nice. (laughs) (laughs) And and he's like, yeah, I'd I'd love to do an interview. And I was like, sweet. So we're actually going to be interviewing him. And we got a whole bunch of listener questions. We're going to have our own. I think it'll be really awesome. And I'm excited because like the rest of my co-hosts, I love... Lightspeed Rescue, and I think Carter was just a good Red Ranger, like a solid Red Ranger. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've seen him top a lot of favorite Red Rangers lists, or not not necessarily favorite, like best Red Rangers lists, mm-hmm. just in terms of like competency, I guess, and like being fit for the role. Like yeah. he's kind of 
the model for a good Red Ranger, you know? Yeah, for a solid Red Ranger that doesn't have daddy issues or whatever. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and also in podcast news, so there was a little bit of craziness with Patreon. A little bit. Yeah, like a lot of bit. <laughs> But originally, they were doing it under the guise of, hey, the creators get more money. But they were going to do that by passing all of the processing fees to the people actually supporting creators. And everyone and their mother just started complaining about it. Because it's BS, you know? These are people that are supporting creators. And you're going to charge the processing fees and pass that cost on to the supporters? And so it was crazy because it would like make $1 pledges to $1.35. But still, that's like a significant increase passing that on. And there's a lot of people that were supporting many creators with $1. And you add up that fee the whole time, every time it gets charged, And it would be crazy for people with limited budgets. So I was ready to completely shut down Ranger Command's Patreon. Because there's no way. I'm not going to be a dick and say, all right, guys, we'll pony up the money. I'm not going (laughs) to, but I'm not going to pass the company's mistake onto people that support us. Mm. Like That was just so wrong. So I was like already with a backup plan. I set up a Ko-Fi for Ranger Command. So we're still going to keep that because that's more of like a tip jar thing. And Patreon's more like a subscription service. But Patreon did roll back their fee talk. So that's no longer happening. I'm still going to use the platform because we give a lot back. What we get from people, we put right back into like raffle prizes and that kind of stuff. So I'm definitely not doing it for the money. I'm just doing it to give back to listeners. And at the same time, I didn't want listeners to pay a company's processing fees because that's on us as creators. Anywho, one last thing. I kind of had this idea. So you know the whole net neutrality thing going on right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if <laughs> what if Power Rangers adapted Go Busters and a Jeep Pie was Enter? <laughs> All I'm doing is laughing and the stupid echo dot went off. <laughs> I was taking a shower earlier and for some reason that popped into my head and I'm like I gotta mention that on the podcast. I, I like I like how that's what popped into your head while you're taking a shower. Oh, I want a thing. What if they adapted GoBusters and made uh, uh, that guy like the bad guy? Uh, oh, anywho, perfection. So we're here to talk about the Power Rangers Ninja Steel holiday specials the first is the halloween special grave robber which when it first announced was going to be called tomb raider and everyone was kind of like whoa copyright (laughs) infringement (laughs) i wonder why they didn't keep that (laughs) does that mean that the title of the game that they were playing would have been called tomb raider or were they just going to call it tomb raider even though the game was called grave rider because either way it doesn't make sense (laughs) something's missing (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it was for the international airings, like that was the Mm. translation title or something. Ah, I gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, because you're right, in the show, the game is called 
grave robber. But I will say these these two episodes and the Christmas one is called Past, Presence, and Future. I did not hate these two episodes. In fact, yeah. they might be the best of the season, which is sad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would go that no, far, but no. I think they're both very entertaining in very different ways, but yes. also in ways that the rest of the season hasn't really been. They're not good episodes of TV or Power Rangers, I guess, like in terms of being like legit good, I guess, but they're both trying to do really interesting, different things, and I right. appreciate that, I guess. And they're both like, really weird for their for different reasons, too. And I love that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's get right into it. So for Grave Robber, a Halloween board game leads the Rangers into Cosmo Royale's trap, where they must confront monsters that they've already been. So you're thinking, oh man, this is going to be like a standard clip show. But they did something awesome. They took the Sentai fights that they didn't use in the main show and used them for this episode. So it's not really a clip show. It's just a repurposed footage show. And I thought that was very good. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Because, like, the whole idea of a clip show in Power Rangers is so redundant anyway, you know, because yeah. it's already cost-saving measures. So it's like, I love this way of doing it. If they have to have a cheap, extra, like, holiday episode, then you use it to burn off the Sentai footage you're not going to use, which they've been doing all season anyway. So I love they just kind of kicked it up to 11 for this. Which is interesting to me because it's like, if they're burning off all this Ninja footage... Is Super Ninja Steel just going to be, like, 90% original? I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope so, too. Because anything would be better at this point. <laughs> and plus, we've got that, right. you know, big episode coming up, the anniversary episode. And, right. I mean, they're using a ton of Ninja footage, right, Brian? Because I know you... Oh, did you watch yeah. all of Ninja? Unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> oh, is it not good? What, Ninja? Ninja's terrible. <laughs> That's good to know. Cool. <laughs> Easily, like, one of my least favorite Sentai I've seen, and I've seen a lot. Okay. Wow, that, that is saying something. But they burned all that stuff off with Galvanax. Yeah, and that threw me for a giant loop. Like, when we got the international spoilers, and I found out that, like, they did the Red Ranger thing, and they basically destroyed Galvanax, I'm like, okay, that's their entire finale footage down the drain so <laughs> right like, i 100% think that the bare minimum the finale is gonna be 100% original there is a couple other villains that they haven't introduced yet that mm -hmm. i think are just gonna be the main villains for super ninja steel there's three main villains that i haven't actually introduced at all yet okay so there is still a lot of footage that they can use but i i'd say they probably burned about a good half of it or so at least yeah that's amazing because i didn't watch all of ninja but i watched enough to know that the three red ranger thing was at the very end of ninja and i was like holy crap this complete series isn't even halfway done and they're using that finale footage and granted ninja steel did do a lot of original footage for that season finale yeah yeah so i mean it wasn't all sentai footage but it's not like they can reuse like the climactic battle again yeah, in like the real can. season finale so <laughs> yeah. there's nothing else in that finale that they can use <laughs> So, chronologically, this episode takes place before Ninja Steel's finale as a result of Trapsaw being a defeated monster and Robo Aiden's non-appearance 
it takes place after Family Fusion Episode 12. However, because Cosmo Royale's appearance, it actually takes place before Episode 19, Helping Hand. And why I'm time out chronological, because for the past six years, Power Rangers holiday episodes have been very inconsistent in terms of placement in the series timeline. I don't get that because they always know, like, roughly, these seasons are premiering in the exact same times, like, every year. So even if you don't know exactly when, like, Halloween's going to be, they're going to know roughly where it's probably going to fall in each season, right? So I don't understand why that's such a problem, why they can't just kind of integrate it into their season arc or whatever, or make it, like, a true one-off and not have any, like, continuity ties or anything. Which is interesting when we'll talk about the Christmas episode, because... yes. I have no idea how they film that or if they film that in conjunction with those scenes or... And anywho, let's get get to the Halloween episode. So, I don't know if we have to go through all of this, but what did you guys think overall of Grave Robber? I really enjoyed the whole board game aspect of it, and I mean, that's just me being a board game geek liking it a lot but i think it's a neat way to go about the whole let's just burn through footage we haven't done yet which again i think is great as opposed to clip shows because like derek said Mm -hmm. clip shows are just really redundant (laughs) especially in like a 20 episode series like it's super redundant but it worked really well like you weren't watching the same thing over again Mm -hmm. and they really didn't have to film a whole lot for any of this because i think very few of it is actually new footage most of it was just burning through sentai footage and yeah i like that approach to something like this as opposed to the tried and true clip show <laughs> well there was a couple new things that they filmed i mean obviously some reaction shots when they're in the the ranger outfits but mm. i think that sloger fight like when they're doing the slow-mo stuff was pretty much new like when preston was i believe so yeah kicking over him and that was cool i i like that because i like sloger and i like their dumb effect where they're like i think that's hilarious but i thought they did a really good job with like the slow-mo kick and the monster spinning under him and tripping him up i thought that was a good fight but yeah, the whole board game aspect was really cool, and I've always been like a, a prop guy, so the fact that they created this whole prop board game, and I thought the hourglass looked really cool, that was yeah. the main part of this. It was really cool. So a couple things that I took issue with, last episode we talked about how meta sometimes this was towards the finale, and I was watching this episode, and Cosmo says, Welcome to the Galaxy Warriors Halloween special. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) Just to replace Galaxy Warriors with Power Rangers. And it's like, that's what Cosmo's saying. Why would a bunch of aliens be celebrating Halloween? (laughs) Good Okay, why in Dino Charge was there an intergalactic Halloween court? Well... (laughs) (laughs) It makes no sense. I had almost forgot about that, and now it's in my head again, and now I'm just mad. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe monsters celebrate Halloween because that's the only time that they can walk around and no one would really know that it's them. (laughs) 
Yeah. I don't feel like they can- they just like destroying things. I don't think any of them are like, I really wish I could just go down the street in Manhattan. Like, I feel like they just like killing people and blowing stuff up. So I really I wish I could it. walk around and get candy. Candy's great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the whole weird thing with Power Rangers lately is because they constantly call them monsters and they really just should be aliens at this point. Because... Yeah. The past few seasons, all the monsters have come from space. They're not monsters. Just go with evil space aliens. That's that's what they are. (laughs) That's what Bandai always wrote on the package. (laughs) Exactly. I'd I'd rather go what's on the package, you know? (laughs) (laughs) One of the other things is Brody had some real bad delivery in this episode. (laughs) Like, right at the beginning, he's like, Cosmo! And then it's like, dun-dun-dun! And I'm like, that... Came out of nowhere. And then someone said, I don't know if it was Brody or Haley, but one of them's like, oh, we're ninjas. Let's surprise them. No kidding. You know? (laughs) Wow, we just discovered the motif of the show. (laughs) And where the hell did the ninja kite technique come from? He's like, yeah, let's try the new ninja kite technique. I'm like, when? When was that a thing? (laughs) Right. Was really bored in class one day. <laughs> what if we flew on a kite? That'd be epic! Oh, God. <laughs> what I really did like about this episode was that the Rangers were really smart in this episode. When they yeah. knew that they were going to come across Hack Track, Sarah was like, oh, wait! Grab that toolbox and I'll grab this radio. So they were already like anticipating how they beat the monsters before and what they needed. And I like the fact that they couldn't move from their chairs. So they really just had to use what was literally within arm's reach. And thank yeah. God they were playing the episode in the shop class. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I love that about it. And what I really liked about it was that even though it was an episode that's just about them just playing an evil board game, just sitting around the entire time, the stakes were really a lot higher. They felt a lot higher mm-hmm. than they have been for most of the season. The episode did a good job of kind of continually raising them. Like the fact that Cosmo Royale kind of straight up said, well, it's my game. When they were saying, you know, this isn't fair. Like you're breaking the rules or whatever. And he's like, it's my game. I don't have to follow the rules. I mean, you know, just throw when Mm -hmm. he throws Calvin in by himself. Things like that. I kind of liked that they kind of kept ratcheting it up. And so the Rangers had to play it kind of smart the whole time. Yeah, that was really awesome. Like, I like that Cosmo just threw in that twist halfway through with those cards. And it really did ramp up the stakes each time. And the episode did feel really fast paced. But it wasn't like a negative fast pace. It just felt like... All right, the tension's there. We we got to beat these monsters because we're literally on a time limit. Yeah. And they felt really stuck the whole time too. I kind of I love that. I feel like one of the problems with this whole season that we've kind of talked about before is that the stakes always have felt really low the whole time, and I think part of that is just cuz they can always just run away from the monster, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. and and figure out something later. But the fact that they were just, like, stuck in this situation and and continually getting trapped in, I guess, these little, like, pocket dimensions or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, it was just really cool. It was a really neat, neat way to handle what they were doing. I am so glad that Victor and Monty weren't in this. (laughs) It made them so enjoyable. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They didn't even, like, really mention them this episode. And I was just like, whew. Because 
I don't see how they could have even fit in this episode. So I'm glad that they didn't try to shoehorn him in somehow. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I liked that we see Principal Hastings again because we rarely ever see her. Right. And I also liked how freaked out she got when the old lady that gave her the games disappeared. She's like, hello? 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 Where'd you go? <laughs> Not realistic, but it was just funny. Yeah, <laughs> but how much cooler would have been if she was Madamodius. <laughs> <laughs> she could have just gave them the game directly, skipped a step, would have made it way easier. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was another thing I liked. I liked that this seemed to be Cosmo's plan. And it's like it was his time to shine. It didn't feel like Galvanax was involved at all. It just felt like Cosmo was really doing this just to try his own thing. And that was really cool, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing I was kind of annoyed at, and it revolved around the quote-unquote lesson of the episode. So mm. they're all just kind of chilling at the beginning of the episode, and Levi's singing a song for him. It's all like cool, whatever. And they get the board game, and it's like, oh, yeah, let's let's totally play this board game. Come on, Levi, let's do it. He's like... Ah, uh, you know what? I, I really don't like board games. It's not my thing. I'm I'm just gonna chill here and play my songs. And they were kind of like, oh, well, okay, I guess. And then <laughs> Mick was like, oh, hey, what you doing? Well, you know, the Rangers are doing their own thing. Isn't that kind of selfish? And, and I'm like, just stop. Because is it really <laughs> selfish if you want to do your own thing? I don't think so. Apparently, it is. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't force them to stop doing it. I mean, he wasn't even, like, mean about it. I mean, he was pretty straightforward. Like, I don't like board games. You guys do your own thing, and I'll do my own thing, and we'll meet up later. Like, that's perfectly reasonable. And I get it, because they needed to have him come in and save the day at the end. I get the setup. Mm -hmm. But to make that the lesson, to try to teach kids, like, hey, just do whatever your friends want to do all the time. (laughs) You can stop with that noise. (laughs) And the lesson gets undercut anyway, because if he had been with them and like begrudgingly played the game with them, he would be stuck with stuck in there with them and wouldn't have been able to do that thing where he grabbed the hourglass and break all the rules because he wasn't playing the game like he only saved them because he wasn't with them in the beginning anyway. And I know they tried to, like, kind of cover that up where they were like, oh, if Levi was here, he could control his Zord or whatever. But, like, yeah. that ultimately would have been moot because even if he controlled his Zord, they'd still be stuck in the game if he had been with them. Exactly. So I thought that whole, like, forcing a lesson into it was just terrible. And I think that's yeah. a wrong lesson because it's not selfish if you want to do your own thing sometimes. It's just... Just don't be a dick about it like anything else in life. Don't be like, well, I hate board games. Screw you guys. I'm going to play my guitar. He wasn't even (laughs) like that. He was like, okay, cool. It's not my thing, but you guys seem really psyched about it. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I want to do my own thing alone, you know? I feel a lot of people are that way. Sometimes you just don't feel like being in a social situation. (laughs) And I love group games and all that stuff as much as the next one. But to me, it was like, really? Is that the lesson they're forcing? And I love Mick and all, but I'm like, really? Come on. (laughs) And this episode didn't need to have a lesson in it, you know? No. I, I appreciate trying to add some substance to it, but I would be totally fine if this one was just 
a totally straight up action episode, that's fine. Like it still would have been cool and fun. You don't always need to have the morality tale in it. And it felt really forced in this one. Look, I'm going to help the two moral monkeys that they had working this episode. All right. All you had to do was have him be busy decorating. And that's why he wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then when he notices that they're not around, he goes looking for him, serves the same purpose. Sure. There you go. And he doesn't look like a complete (laughs) a-hole. I mean, well, Mick rather doesn't seem like a complete a-hole because I think Levi was totally in the right. Yeah. I understand they had to find a way to have him not there, but there was better ways of doing it. Yeah, and it looked like the whole school was preparing for the Halloween party anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They were just sitting there singing. They weren't even helping. What a bunch of bums. (laughs) Come on, guys. (laughs) Did Haley buy all of their costumes? Because she just shows up and is like, here's your costumes, guys. Like, or... She did. I think she did buy their costumes. Okay, how does that work? (laughs) I don't know. That just, there's a lot more questions. What are they doing? <laughs> All right. I hope they paid uh, it first. So, yeah, Preston was a sorcerer. That's fitting. Calvin was Frankenstein, which, hey, call back to MMPR, I guess. Haley was a witch. I don't know why you'd have a witch and a sorcerer. That's some bad planning, whoever bought the costumes, Haley. <laughs> and Sarah was a fairy unicorn, which was kind of an in-joke because... When they started filming Ninja Steel, she was all about unicorns. So (laughs) I'm glad that they kind of took that and and ran with it, which is pretty funny. So in Dino Charge, uh, what's his face? Tyler. Wow. (laughs) Dad. Yeah, Dad. (laughs) Well, Tyler was dressed up as like the prince at one point, right? The Prince of Xandar. And I feel like Brody, that that costume was just a rehash from last season. <laughs> he just he took it. <laughs> oh, you're right. I think it was. Because yeah. he was like a British guard or whatever, because they gave him the mm-hmm. hat. But I'm like, that red jacket looks familiar. <laughs> oh, man. Good call. Yeah, I think you're totally right. Yeah, and then when they ramped up to the Megazord battle, I thought it was cool that they turned the Bull Rider Zord into a bad guy kind of and i really like that they use the astro steel ninja star megazord because we haven't seen that in a while and it was like really cool because i love stuff with space in it and i really love that Mm -hmm. ufo zord so it was really cool to see it in action again after a long time Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts before we get into the some errors and, and notes and stuff? Not really. I kind of agree that I, I like the episode as a whole, but yeah, the lesson was just really, was very, very forced. But it's still cool just seeing all like the, seeing the different Sentai footage that they used. Yeah, for sure. So Cosmo Royale at one point say that Levi interfering with the game was okay since it didn't count as cheating if he's not playing. But towards the end of the episode, he claimed that all the Rangers were cheating. So, make up your mind. He just changed his mind. (laughs) He was really pissy that day. Yeah. Yeah. He was throwing a big tantrum. Let's be real. (laughs) He had that Cosmo angry face that's highly disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, because they were using the Sentai footage, the steering wheel of the bus was on the right, not left-hand side. But because they were in that little pocket dimension or whatever, there's no real definitive laws on that. And some notes, uh, this is the first time that the Blue Ranger wields the Ninja Master Blade. That's cool. 
the Bull Rider Megazord fight solo for the first time in this episode. Due to the extra use of Sentai footage, this is the first appearance of an unmorphed human Japanese person that was in the Sentai footage <laughs> since Super Megaforce. Oh, <laughs> Ranger Wiki. Yeah. I think they they dubbed him pretty well, I feel like, with the lip sync. Because I've seen them when they've used human people before and it's real bad and i feel like they did a decent job of uh of covering for it this time yeah he only talked once or twice yeah. and it was it was fairly quick cuts but yeah when he was like blandly like right at the camera i was like oh wow they did match that pretty well yeah props to them so when they formed the astro ninja steel megazord this is actually an alternate formation since usually the uh, Robo Red Zord is the arm, and he was already fighting the Robo Rider Zord, so the arm was the regular Nitro Zord. That's a cool little alternate thingy if you like Mazords. And then this is the second Halloween special of the Neo Saban era that doesn't feature clips from past episodes. The first was Trickster Treat from Power Rangers Super Samurai good yeah yeah good use footage <laughs> that you haven't used don't make it a clip show and you're fine yeah that's why i like this halloween special was because it felt a little bit more original in its premise like i really like the concept of this spooky board game yeah definitely agreed mm -hmm. that was pretty sweet i think they actually used the ninja steel instrumental theme this time like i made it i remember when i was listening to it i made a note of it like they didn't use the <laughs> oh, this time. good for once <laughs> yeah i'm so proud of you <laughs> You used the right music. <laughs> I'll have to replay that part of the episode and, and see that. Because the lyrics may be trash for Ninja Steel, because you can't tell what they're really saying. But I love the actual just instrumental of that. I love yeah. the guitar riffs and like the... the You know, whenever they use that Japanese type of guitar thing. Yeah. I love that stuff. Anywho, for you, the listeners of Ranger Command Power Hour, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph for your free audiobook. And I know we talked about Ready Player One earlier, and you can actually get that from Audible, and it's actually read by Will Wheaton of Star Trek TNG fame. Check Pretty it cool. out. Yeah. So now, the Christmas episode, which also <laughs> serves as the series finale, Past, Presence, and Future. Really lazy on the title, because Dino Charge did Past, Present, and Fusion, so I'm like, come on, guys, think of another different thing <laughs> to name your episodes. This group of interns didn't know what the last group of interns did. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when Cleo Catra paralyzes the Power Rangers, Sarah and Santa Claus must travel <laughs> through time to save the day. And chronologically, this episode takes place after the Power Rangers ninja steel finale episode 20 or whatever but sarah in the episode says we haven't been power rangers for months and i'm like okay halloween happened and then probably the finale happened kind of fast like those last two episodes so now it's christmas so i'm thinking 
it's literally could only be two months because like november december otherwise it like just doesn't fit like have they been for a year that's why these like little holiday specials are just really bad chronologically in power rangers like they never get it just right anywho we did get a new intro for this which was cool yeah i think they did that for dino super or dino chart whatever they did another (laughs) one where this happened and they did a new intro but i like that they put that little detail into it at least yeah i agree i mean and it's helpful i guess to make sure that everyone knows like hey this does actually really take place after the last episode yeah they made it pretty clear they're like oh we don't have our ninja stars oh no (laughs) okay my big logic leap here is why the hell are they in school and no one is around and the monster just shows up and calls them rangers out in the open. Are these guys so big of nerds that they're not even going to go home for Christmas and they're just going to hang around the school? Like, it's Christmas break. Calm down, guys. And who gave him the keys to the school? Well, I guess Mick, maybe Mick has keys oh, because Mick. he's a teacher right. there, right? So, one mystery solved. <laughs> but he wasn't there. Yeah, Mick wasn't even in this episode, right? <laughs> Oh, well... Or towards the okay. end, because I'll have to rewatch that. No, he he wasn't, because he should be up in space with his Oh, no, his he was in... He was he in was the in flash... The, one the, of the, the time travel to the finale. Yeah, yeah. He just wasn't in, like, the present day. Right, right, yeah, because Space Taxi. He's visiting the <laughs> galaxy or whatever. All right, real quick, real quick. Hear sure. Me out. Wouldn't this whole, like, school thing make a lot more sense if they were in college instead of high school? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Even, like, the way that the school is used for, like, press conferences and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'll never get over that. I know it's one set, but that town uses that school for everything. Seriously. But you're right, if it was a college campus, I mean, that's still, like, not common, but, like, it makes right. a little more sense yeah. to have big events happen at a college campus. So, yeah, that's a really great point. Plus, they all look like they're college students anyway. <laughs> right. True. <laughs> there you go, Saban Brands. It's okay if they're in college, it's fine. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was, like, my big hang-up. Okay, the school has to be completely empty, because this monster is just like, Rangers! And people would be like, what? (laughs) Rangers? So that kind of bothered me. I thought it was a good reuse of the other Cataclock and saying that Cleopatra is her cousin or whatever. And I like the name. I like, you know, Cleopatra, Cleopatra. It's it's catchy. Yeah. They're doing all right. It's it's better than naming a a villain ninja. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Something that really bothered me about this whole setup though the whole story behind it is that they lie to sarah telling her that they forgot her present so because they want it to be a surprise or whatever which is a trope that i hate so much because it's just sociopathic why would you lie to somebody that doesn't the surprise isn't that they're getting a surprise the surprise is like what it actually is that makes me so angry Yeah, no, I agree with you, because it's like, wow, you guys are real (laughs) a-holes. Well, and what's really just a weird coincidence is that I, just on a random whim, like, I think like a week ago or so, was watching um, MMPR, 
and it was a really early one, Zach's birthday episode, and they did the exact same thing. Where oh, they no. lied to his face. They were just like pretending that he didn't have a party. They were legit telling him to his face that they did not remember his birthday. He went the entire episode thinking that all of his friends could not remember his birthday. Also, they could like surprise him more with the birthday party, which my boyfriend was watching it with me, and he was like, are they just bad people? Because that's a really <laughs> mean thing to do to your friend. He looked really distressed the whole time. And it's the same thing here. Yeah. That doesn't make it better. Like, that's just mean. She was never going to guess that you got her Santa Claus for Christmas. So there was no reason to lie. Like, just tell her you're going to get your present later. Don't worry. Also, does becoming a Power Ranger mean you have Santa's phone number, like, automatically? <laughs> Santa Claus in the Power Rangers universe seems like everyone just knows he exists. Is that what the deal is? Because I feel like it was like in Dino Charge, wasn't it? It was just accepted. Wasn't it on the news or something? I think it's just accepted in the Power Rangers universe. Santa is a real, actual person. And he has a deep connection with the Power Rangers for some reason. (laughs) Sarah wasn't even like surprised to see him. Maybe Santa uses the morphing grid. Maybe Santa is a ranger. Mm. I like it. There's your fanfic. (laughs) There you go. But speaking of Santa, I did like that they're using the same actor from Dino Charge. Mm -hmm. So at least they're being consistent. It's like, oh, hey, Santa, you're here again. And you know the rangers for some reason. (laughs) How did they even contact him? Because... He contacted them in Dino Charge through their Dino comms. Hey, hey guys, it, it's Santa. Hey, I'm Santa. <laughs> yeah, he seemed to just know inherently that there are Rangers this time, too. Yeah, I think Santa must have some connection to the Morphin Grid. Yeah, And just like knows when there's new Rangers in town. <laughs> but I also liked how annoyed he got at Sarah's yeah. constant time travel. <laughs> He seemed like hungover the whole time. Like, did. <laughs> oh god, it's Power Rangers again. Gotta booze up, <laughs> and it's it's just spiked eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> also, why does Santa hate reindeer? <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm fine with the no reindeer thing because. There's been plenty of movies where, you know, they've made Santa slay like a gadget more than a dependent on reindeer thing. And it makes sense if he's a ranger, that's just like part of his arsenal. Maybe his sleigh is his zord. Slay zord. <laughs> slay zord. <laughs> Power up. And, and when it turns into make zord mode, it's got like candy cane swords and crap. Uh, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. The whole premise of this episode is that Cleocantra just freezes all the rangers, and because they don't have their ninja power stars, Sarah has to go back in time after she steals Cleocantra's device, and she's in the time stream with Santa Claus. And she uses her diary to find specific points in time to revisit And this is where we get our clip show. But it went a little bit more beyond a clip show in that she actually interacted with those past events. And I don't know if they completely refilmed this or they filmed these scenes while they were filming those specific episodes because all the setups look the same. Yeah. And it looks like they were exactly in place. Like... 
nothing looked out of place. And they were saying new things to Sarah, but in those situations from the episode, like the ribbon tree, I don't think they would take all that time to recreate that whole tree just for one scene. So, on some level, that shows a bit of pre-planning. Yeah. Because Gold Rush, like, she went back to Hack Attack in Episode 7, and I guess that's a little bit more easy to recreate because it's just the base, but everything looked the same, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, though, because TV production people are really good at like being detail oriented i feel like like the actual this people is who design power the sets and things i know <laughs> but even still <laughs> well okay actually i feel like that kind of supports it though because the sets are always going to be kind of cheap and a little bit barren you know i mean they're always sure. they're filming in the same place recycling the same props so it probably is a little bit easier to recreate stuff than a lot of other shows if they, they yeah. can like recreate the entire full house set like 25 years later and it looks exactly the same so i Either way, it's cool, because either way, it shows a lot of attention to detail regardless, which is something right. that is nice to see in Power Rangers. And I almost want to just, like, compare a couple of those scenes just to make sure that they're... That especially, like, Haley and Calvin, that they were wearing the same thing and nothing yeah. really changed. Because I would have to think that at least the Ribbon Tree, they filmed that scene while they were filming that episode, because... To put all those ribbons on that huge tree like that <laughs> would be insane to redo yeah. just for one short scene. So on this part of the episode, I like that attention to detail. Yeah, I think they did a lot of attention to detail just in terms of writing too, because I feel like they did a nice job of kind of parsing the season looking for the specific scenes that this would work where if she did take away their ninja star for like five minutes it wouldn't really impact anything on the plot like times when they were alone and i mean granted it's not like a long season or anything but right. i mean it clearly took some effort and i appreciate that a lot yeah like you said it was good that they found scenes where these rangers were alone for a certain amount of time that she could go back to and return their stars without really messing with the time stream I thought it was so hilarious that towards the end, she's kind of getting frustrated and, you know, she's got to get <laughs> yeah. the white and yellow ninja stars. She's trying to make up this huge excuse. And then she just says, hey, can I borrow your power stars for like two minutes? And she's like, oh, that was easy. And I, I thought for some reason that was just super hilarious. To me. No, I loved that. That whole bit was so funny. And like the fact that they're just like, oh, yeah, sure. Here you go. Okay. Like no questions asked. <laughs> It's Sarah. It's okay. Yeah, she's probably going to experiment on them or something. And and that that's true because they were just in a tree. They don't really need to be Power Rangers right then, you know? So I thought that was really well done. I was a little bored. I mean, it's a clip show. And you, you can only fit so many clips into a 20-minute episode before it starts getting boring. But at least this is one of the more creative uses of a clip show. That I've mm. seen in Power Rangers. Yeah, definitely. And I like that it was Sarah because she's the techie person. So, of course, she would be the one messing with the gadget to do time travel and stuff. Yeah. I also like that her diary had like a printed design logo on the front of it, too. She takes her diary seriously. So <laughs> <laughs> She takes it super serious. Those notes? Jeez. <laughs> They're very detailed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if... What if she's the one that connects with Dr. O so he can update his ranger archive? 
I took really good notes. <laughs> <laughs> I took all of the notes. Tommy's scripts. <laughs> so, back in the present day, Sarah uses Cleocatra's device to unfreeze her teammates, and with all the ninja power stars in hand, the rangers morph into action to take down Cleocatra. Brody grows first, right? Like, he's just messing with the device, and he gets gigantified. And then the monster's like, ugh. Anywho, something happens, and <laughs> Brody grows really huge, and then he's like, I'm like a Mega Ranger. And <laughs> I know that they're, you know, Mega Zord, Mega Ranger, but then part of me was like, you're not the Sentai. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the literal Sentai Mega Ranger. You're not. Womp, womp. But I, I thought it was cool just to see, like, a, a gigantic ranger because we haven't seen that in a long time but he should not have had the lion fire armor star because she only got the red ninja power star because at that point in the timeline galvanex had already stolen the lion fire mode star where did any of their stuff come from like they just had swords and morphers and everything again well i think as long as you have the star like that was the connection to their power you know yeah so as, lo- as long as they had the star? That's what I'm thinking, because otherwise this whole episode doesn't work. <laughs> well, when they first... Because when they first grabbed the stars, that's all they had, and the morpher appeared from the star. Yeah, the morpher Very wasn't true. made from ninja steel, so I guess some of a lot of like their tech and stuff what ne- didn't necessarily just like disappear uh, with the rest of the ninja steel. It was just the stuff that was actually made of ninja steel, because the whole reason that they turned to ash was because they were they're like unstable or whatever right yeah they were unstable once the ninja nexus prism was damaged yeah so in theory i don't know how it like worked exactly but i mean their zords might still exist because if they weren't made out of the ninja steel if it was just like the star themselves itself that made them mm-hmm. but you don't you need the star to summon the zord that was the thing that's the thing yeah so like all that tech they could probably like have access to as long as they have the star and probably what they're using in this one was stuff that just came with their main star like they i don't think they ever needed a separate one for like their sword or whatever the right. fire armor one is a mistake but the rest yeah. of that stuff i think kind of checks out the robo red zord does show up robo red zord's kind of conscious on his own he's not like a yeah. car and brody didn't call him like with a star it's weird but i can see that be explained away pretty easily sure but I'm glad it was just Brody growing large. That's from the Sentai, right, Brian? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot the reasoning, but yeah, it is. But I'm glad that they kind of used that because they knew that the only stars that they had, like from a story perspective, that would be the footage that you use because they don't have access to their other stars. Otherwise, this would have been an hour episode where she's gathering everything. Or she could have just gone back to that one point where they had them all on the table and been like, hey, guys. But (laughs) actually, why why didn't she just go to that one specific point when they were all on the table? They probably, I I guess because then she would have messed with the timeline too much because... Like, right after they probably laid it out on the table is when the magnet pulled them away and then set off the whole finale. So, I want to chalk it up to she was, like, thinking... She was thinking clearly about how the timeline okay. worked and was trying to do, like, the most minimal damage that she could. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, cool. Anyways, she returns all the Power Stars back to their proper place and time. They melt Cleocatra's device. 
And then Sarah gets her gift, a sleigh ride with Santa around the world. And I'm like, that's a crappy gift compared to everything else that everyone got. <laughs> like, give me stuff. Oh, I get to ride with this, like, hungover old guy. <laughs> Especially considering she just was. Like, right. <laughs> oh, that's right! She spent the whole day saving the day with a sleigh ride. She's like, great, I get to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they're horrible friends. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> All right, let's just talk about what we like. What did you guys like about this? Uh. <sighs> <laughs> no, Victor and I Monty. Mean, okay. Got it. There you yeah. go. There you go. Like, I didn't I, hate it. That's I good. Just there wasn't really anything that stood out as all. Oh, that was really super cool. I'm glad it wasn't like super clip show. Yeah. And I like the concept of going back to certain parts in the season and actually interacting with those parts as opposed to sitting through a really long clip show. I yeah. think the clips they did show were probably a little bit too long in some instances. I got kind of bored. But I like the idea that they were going with. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I liked it. Ultimately, I don't think it was like the best of the best, but I was really entertained the whole time. And I think I appreciated the effort that it took to to write something like this when they could have very easily taken, taken the easy way out and made it a clip show. And I like time travel stories anyway. And yeah. I feel like integrating that into this being like a post finale episode, even though doing the Christmas specials is a post finale one like they've done in the past couple of years is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I think they use those circumstances to, to build a pretty cool story. Like they couldn't have done the story unless they did put, t- make it take place after the finale, which is pretty cool. And I think it kind of forced the writers to think a little more cleverly than they had been this season. Sure. Yeah. And, and it just, it was a very clever episode in general, you know, it's not, not perfect and it's still ninja steel, but like, I think any time that it seems like the writers are really using their brains is really nice to see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I really dug that we actually got... She went to Brody, like that point in the finale where it's the complete endgame right now. And when at first when Brody was like, no, I can't give you the star, I was like, oh, snap, actual conflict. But then he's like, well, you're Sarah, so I trust you. (laughs) But I was actually surprised that the point where she gets Brody's star is at their most desperate point when that was the only star that they had. So that was a nice setup, I thought. Yeah. And I like that they connected connected them on a character level for like what they were both going through. I thought that was really smart. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I thought it was some good conflict there. that they set up and quickly resolved. So one huge error in this episode, there was one point when they're all in the base and you see the Ninja Nexus prism in the background and it's fine. (laughs) Even though it was destroyed in the season finale. So what the hell? (laughs) They got that stuff that you're supposed to use on like cars to fill in the cracks. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) They, you're saying they use Bondo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're fixing it up slowly but surely. They got this. Well, that's what they use on cars and they're in an auto body shop anyway. So it's perfect. It works out. There you go. Mick was like, you know what? Let's slap some Bondo on this. It'll be fine. 
<laughs> It'll be fine. Gonna go see my folks. See ya. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, guys, just slap some Bondo on this. I'm Audi five thousand. I'm I'm gone. Um, Cleocatra's device froze Redbot, but he's supposed to be immune to the effects, as seen in his battle with Cataclock. Although it is possible she figured out a way to adjust the device and make it work against Redbot, but still, kind of a little bit plot inconsistency right there. Ninja Steel is too unstable to exist in this current timeline, yet bringing them from the past doesn't result in them turning into sand for some unknown reasons. Probably because they fixed... Yeah, it's the Bondo. (laughs) It's the Bondo. (laughs) Ninja Steel Bondo. (laughs) Some notes. This is the second time a Christmas special was the season finale after Here Comes Heximus and Power Rangers Dino Supercharge, which was the horrible, terrible episode. And once again, uh, John Sumner, the the actor, returns as Santa Claus for this episode. After a few drinks. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He looked really out of it. (laughs) They just had to convince him with some whiskey. It was fine. (laughs) They're like, dude, if you come film this again, we'll give you like five bottles. It'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, make it the good stuff that's aged. And then this is the first time a good ranger has gone giant size since the Zeo Rangers in Good as Gold. That's crazy. It's been a long time. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm just like legit surprised that that's not something that they've taken advantage of at any other season until now. Like just rangers going big? <laughs> yeah, it just seems like a an easy like, oh, we're doing something crazy this time. Uh, it's just weird that they've never, they haven't done that since then. Yeah. But I remember because in As Good As Gold, when the Zeo Rangers grew giant, that was all American footage. Yeah. And then this footage of Brody going big was from the Sentai. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's like, why haven't they just... Because it's so easy to film like right. a quote-unquote American scene of that. You just get some fake railroad trees or whatever, like those railroad-sized <laughs> trees, and just like <laughs> film in the parking lot or something. I, I don't know. Right. And then Preston does the Ninninger Washoi dance in the cold open of the show. Did you guys catch that? I don't know what that is. Oh. <laughs> I caught it because it was pointed out to me. I oh, okay. Honestly, probably wouldn't have been paying close enough attention. <laughs> yeah, it was a really quick shot. He was just doing the ninja fingers outstretched in one hand and the other hand cupping it. That ninja type of thing that they do with their hands. Gotcha. <laughs> So he okay. he was doing that. So in the ninja, their ending dance, they do that. So he was basically just doing the ending dance from the Sentai. And I thought, you know, there's another thing that the Sidarso brothers add to Power Rangers is their just vast nerdiness of Power <laughs> Rangers and Sentai. So I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, they make things better. <laughs> Indeed. So that's it. That's the holiday episodes. I thought they were a little bit more enjoyable than the last round of these that we had. So that's an improvement. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're, they're better than, than most of the other holiday episodes we've gotten too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh God. Remember that really horrible one that Samurai had? All of them? Which one? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, the, the, I think it was the Halloween special where they were just like, they had the animal parts on them and it was yeah, just yeah that, that was that was oh. trickster treat it was terrible 
That was horrible. Oh, that, that was, was really bad. So bad. <laughs> I think that we're finally not doing a clip show. Too bad it's freaking terrible. (laughs) But that was a hundred percent clip show. Like I don't think the unmorphed ranger showed up once. It wasn't a clip show, but it was all Sentai footage and reused footage from other Samurai episodes. Yeah, the finale. (laughs) Wasn't that the one that they also had the singing from? uh, Yes. Yeah. And you could see the Sentai actress doing the singing, and you're like... Because, yeah, she was in place for Mia, right? Oh, that was horrible. I don't want to relive that. (laughs) Anywho. (laughs) Well, now we've got a few weeks until Power Rangers Super Ninja Steel premieres, and I have no idea what's going to happen because... We've got Sledge coming back at some point. We got this big anniversary episode coming up. They burned through a ton of footage, so I have no idea what to expect for the next season. Yeah, me either. Which is exciting. I, I like that. Yeah, um, it's a little, it's a little bit frightening. Um, like getting your hopes <laughs> up, I guess. But, but yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how this is going to go, especially with how much they've closed off with this season and haven't really set anything up for next season at all. It's yeah, just, it's a big mystery. All I can hope for is that I hope the first two episodes of this are a two-parter to show how the hell they get their powers back. Because if it's just some five-minute hand-wavy thing and they all get their powers back suddenly, I'm going to be so pissed. Yeah. I don't want it to be just Bondo and a meteorite. Like, I I want some substance here. Yeah, I know I'm putting way too much hope into this, but I would almost want kind of like a quest type of situation. You know, the big bad guy comes back, or some new big threat comes along, and they're like, crap, we are completely unprepared for this. How are we going to fix things? And I just want it to be some two-parter where the stakes actually matter and there's a quest. Because if it's just some magical crap where... Oh, the Ninja Nexus prism healed itself because remember how fine it was in the Christmas special? <laughs> I'm going to be just so like, God, why would they do that? They, right. <laughs> they can go on a quest and uh, meet some uh, past rangers that will help them get their powers back. <laughs> that would be awesome. I was going to say <laughs> epic, but I didn't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> even if it is like a just like a magical like device or something that brings it back as long as there it's it takes a while and is like hard to get to that like i think that's what what matters like i i feel like it's probably no way there isn't going to be some kind of deus ex machina that's going to bring their powers back right but it would be cool if they have to go into space or something like go to another planet and, and like kind of like old school power rangers did where they'd have yes. to go to another planet to like do these like crazy trials and stuff like that to make themselves worthy to find this thing that'll bring their powers back or something. Like there's your nostalgia. Do that. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Do just like a, like a remade, like ninja quest episode. That'd be freaking awesome. Ninjas. Ah, exactly. Ninjas. (laughs) Oh my God. What if Ninjor gives them their powers (gasps) back? Dude, they're not going to do it, but that would be the most ninja thing Ninjor ever did. Rangers, I have your ninja steel. 
La la la. Or he's just like, I'm made of this stuff. <laughs> Melt me. Oh, God. Oh, too far. Melt me. Rangers. You start the, you start the 25th anniversary by melting Ninja. <laughs> He's like, he's like, Rangers, I will sacrifice myself. And then you see Redbot, like, cooking him on the stove. Oh, God. <laughs> and then Ninjor's Ninja Steel becomes the Bondo for the Ninja Nexus Prism. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just pour Ninjor all over this thing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Bondo we really needed. <laughs> but didn't they have that suit from when they were filming Super Mega Force? Like, wasn't that in the trailer that someone spotted with all those suits? I thought they have access to that suit. I, th- I think so. They might. They should. All I want them to do is to tie Ninja Steel to past... You have, like, two other ninja teams out there i mean the alien rangers weren't really ninjas but that's where ninjor comes in his name is part ninja it's like ninjor ninja come on (laughs) i just i just want the 25th anniversary show to give us something you know but that's all we want (laughs) I, i have no i just have no expectations at this point yeah. It, it'll probably just be some hand wavy thing and we'll we'll bitch about it in episode whatever of Ranger Command. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, I told you guys three episodes ago. <laughs> Why aren't we melting ninja? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hashtag ninja melt. Um oh, God. <laughs> uh, Alright. <laughs> Well, I want to wish you guys and our listeners a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. No matter what you celebrate, even if it's just celebrating the end of this horrible year. (laughs) I'll drink to that. Yeah. (laughs) So everyone just have a, a good holiday season and Happy New Year. We will have one more episode in 2017 at the end of december the last saturday of december so look out for that brian if people want to find you online or listen to other things that you might be in where can they find you (laughs) you can follow me on twitter at collector shuki if you still actually use facebook for things that aren't keeping tabs on relatives (laughs) uh that's at facebook.com slash shukun shinobi you can watch all my reviews and all that fun stuff at youtube.com slash shukun shinobi and if you want to listen to more of my stuff i do a podcast with longs toys geek each week at uh, geekeachweek.com and it's very sporadic now but uh, we still do occasional episodes of riders rangers and rambles at riders rangers and rambles.com very nice. And I will have to say that I do frequently listen to Geek Each Week during work. So you guys have gone me through some uh, very tedious days at work. So I appreciate that. At your service. 
<laughs> and then uh Derek, where can people find you? Uh easiest way is just to find me on Twitter at Derek B Gale, D-E-R-E-K-B-G-A-Y-L-E. Awesome. So Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph and Instagram and Facebook, rangercommandpowerhour, all one word. And you can always ask us a question at ask.fm slash rangercommandph. Have a very happy holiday season, everyone, to all of our listeners. And we'll catch you next time. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph. And like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is Trucky B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks 